We all try to do the best we can. We will never please everyone. All we can do is try to write with empathy and honesty and listen to the people around us, acknowledge mistakes we make, and keep trying to improve. Anandita B. Semper. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Esses. Today we are approaching a topic that is similar to your beta readers and even sometimes your alpha readers. But especially in the arts world as of late, it is important to be inclusive in your writing. And oftentimes that means having a sensitivity reader as well. Representation is important within fiction, and we've talked about how to write to represent minority groups such as the LGBTQ community or minority races. Having that representation is really important, but it's more than just having a token character that appeases the audience. The problem with token characters is that they're usually stereotypes. They're usually not actually there to represent. It's just there and you can tell they're just there to be like, hey, see, I did have XYZ kind of character in my story. Having these multicultural things are designed to be more inclusive, but unfortunately it's had this side effect of having a token black lesbian character just to like fulfill the requirement and get on with the actual story. The way to avoid having a token character is to do representation correctly. That starts with having sensitivity readers. The areas you're going to want to have a sensitivity reader for are race and ethnicity, disabilities, gender identity and sexual orientation, trauma experiences, and mental illness. While we as authors are kind of all of our characters, we can't have had all of those characters' experiences. So leaning on another human being who has had these experiences can give you a very honest reaction to whatever the sensitivity is and give you an idea of how people who will be reading your story will also react to it. But do keep in mind that as you are looking for sensitivity readers, you need to understand that all blank are not the same. Not all non-binary people are the same. Not all straight white guys are the same. Not all African Americans are the same. They have different personalities, different opinions. They have a variety of life goals. So when you are looking to write these characters and you are looking for a sensitivity reader, you want to try to find someone who can understand what those goals of your character are. You can be on the lookout for this sensitivity reader as soon as you know that you need one. If you have questions as you're writing, it can be super helpful to shoot off a quick question and then get a response. This does a couple of things, including making sure you aren't reinventing the wheel by writing something wrong and then correcting it, if it's hugely plot relevant. If it's not, you could have them read it after and just adjust it as necessary. I had the joy of already having a friend from Singapore when I decided to start writing a story based on a mix of different Eastern Asia cultures and historical ideas. But if I ever did reach something that he had a particular knowledge about, I would go to him to kind of get an idea and then make sure that how I was representing it in my story in the sense that it was not offensive to people with that background. Because again, it is very loosely based, but it does take that inspiration from a culture that's not mine. This can also get them invested in your story. 
if they are reaching out to you and offering solutions to potential problems that they see, these types of things get them invested, get the conversation going, improve you as a person because you're more knowledgeable on something you weren't before, and you're building a friendship, not just creating a product. There are a few things to be cautious of, though. If you're lined up to traditionally publish, you'll need to be careful about sharing your manuscript out. And this includes to your sensitivity readers. This is another good reason why you want them on early in the process so that you can advise with them on smaller chunks of the story instead of the whole story. But that really is only if you're traditionally publishing. If you're self-publishing, that's not a problem. You can give your manuscript out to as many people as you want. So we do have some tips for finding a sensitivity reader. This is probably why you went back into our archives to even find this particular episode. Not because you want to know how to work with one, but how to find one to begin with. How to start that relationship. I have an unfortunate thing for all of you um, introverts out there. This does kind of require making friends, but it is actually pretty easy. You just need to go to where they are. There are online resources for people looking specifically for sensitivity readers. You can go to Editors of Color or writingdiversely.com. Those are both good resources for helping you write other cultures, other minority groups in a better way. That second one, writingdiversely.com, actually has a directory of active sensitivity readers. I went and checked it out prior to this episode. It's a pretty interesting layout, and it will give you a head start in finding somebody rather than just posting on social media and crossing your fingers. But that is another good resource. You can go to social media. There are a lot of writing forum groups that you can join that have a diverse audience of authors. And a lot of the times they're willing to help each other make sure that the representation is accurate and beneficial to everyone. One of my favorite places is to look a little closer to home. There are groups that meet locally around whatever the sensitivity is that can get you started in finding someone who might be interested. So don't just approach it from the reading side, but approach it from whatever the sensitivity is and then find a reader within that group. And it's as simple as reaching out to them, saying that you're an author and that you would like assistance in making sure that your deaf character is written as accurately as possible. And I would say do consider paying them. It's typically around $30 to $50 an hour for the work. Some will decline any sort of monetary gains because they're doing it in order to help whatever group they're representing to be more accurately portrayed in fiction. However, do try to find a way to thank them, to give them some piece of gratitude for the work that they're helping you achieve with your book. And when you are doing your final vetting of a sensitivity reader, you need to look into the genres that they're interested in. So you can find one that likes your genre as well, because then they'll know what's expected within the genre and they will be more motivated to continue the book. You also want to look at their specific sensitivity specializations. If you are reaching out to the LGBTQ community as a whole to write your non-binary gender fluid character, then you may not be getting what you need. You need to try to find someone who has direct experience with what you're specifically trying to write as a character and then find out how they're familiar with it. Are they living that experience? Do they have a family member that went through it? 
And you can kind of judge based on that what will work best for the characters you're trying to write. And upfront, ask them, what are your pay expectations for this? Make sure they are within your budget because you don't want to waste everybody's time and then go, oh, by the way, I'm asking you to put 300 hours into this project for free. And honestly, a lot of the issues that you will run into with sensitivity reading, you can handle a good portion of that through self-editing and through the writing process, so long as you're cognizant that there is a need for it. There are a few things to help you in this process. The first step is just avoid describing people with food. Her delicious yogurt-colored skin. (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) I am not edible. Thank you very much. That is as weird to some people as chocolate-colored skin is to someone else. Another thing to avoid in your writing and as you're self-editing something to keep an eye out for is romanticizing certain things about a person that they can't choose for themselves. This is a big problem, especially in older male-written romances. They will describe a lot of particularly Asian characters as being exotic. Another thing besides skin color or ethnicity is to keep in mind that sexualizing physical abnormalities can be a negative as well. This is, again, something the character didn't choose for themselves, so sexualizing it, it takes away from who the character is and makes their value something that they can't help. Representing abnormalities of human bodies as horrific and terrifying and a cause for being terrified is also a bad way to go. And the other thing that you want to avoid fetishizing would be sexualities. And I see this a lot in like early 2000, late 90s comedy sitcoms to sexualize lesbian relationships and have a guy be like, oh, I want to watch. And I just really hope that we can move past that as a form of comedy because it's an uncomfortable sexualization of someone else's sexual preference. Don't make it a positive or a negative thing. It's just part of who they are. Move on. They're also interested in railways and train cars and that kind of thing. Make that more interesting part of who they are. And the final thing we want you to remember is that you can be inclusive without telling their stories for them. I will never go out and try to write a African-American in urban Chicago. I cannot write that story. However, I can write a character in my story that has that background if I get the right sensitivity readers to make sure that I'm doing it accurately. That's not to say that your main character can't be an African-American in Chicago, because the aliens don't care what race they are as the aliens are invading. It's the difference between it being part of the character and it being the plot of the book. Really, if you want to have those stories told, go support the authors who can tell them. And understand that you're never going to make everybody happy. Like the quote at the beginning of our episode said, it's impossible to make everybody happy. Somebody is going to have a problem with it. But so long as you do the best that you can with the kind of characters that you're writing and trying to be open and honest about the representation, then you are on the right track. And that starts with writing selfishly. 
If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. <laughs>